Charlie Clark Scene is with us, one of the all-timers in South Dakota State football history, a member of the Coughlin Alumni Stadium 50-year team, and still the record holder for interceptions in Jackrabbit football annals. Charlie, how are you? Hey, good to good to talk to you, Tyler. Finally, I haven't met you yet, but I, it's it's fun to talk to you. <laughs> well, well, and we have messaged back and forth frequently over the years, yes. so we should know. While you and I have never met in person, I feel like you're an old friend. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Let's begin for those that don't know your story. Where'd you grow up? Uh, in a small town in southwestern Minnesota, Jackson, Minnesota, which is just east of uh, Sioux Falls on I-90, about 90 miles. Did you always want to play football? Well, I tell you what, you know, I was a three-sport person in high school. I enjoyed all my sports. Back then, you went from one to the other. You didn't have to cross over like we do nowadays. But, uh, uh, yes, I did, and I, I that was my dream to play college football. And what led you to South Dakota State? Well, that's funny because back then, recruiting was so different. It, you know, it's not like it is today. You didn't have video highlights. You didn't do all that stuff. We, I visited a few smaller schools around the area. I, like I say, I just wanted to play football. I never did uh, visit South Dakota State. Really? Ended up, uh, my decision at the end was between UND and South Dakota State. And it just happened, South Dakota State, on the day that I signed, called first. And I you know, I just wanted to play that. Hey, I'm happy to do this. So so I did it, and I signed. And then UND called, like, I, probably 15 minutes later or whatever. But uh, I, I was, you know, like I say, coming from a small town, I was not ready to move a long ways from home, so Brookings was a good choice for my for me. And literally, had UND called 20 minutes earlier, you would have been in Grand Forks. I probably that would have happened. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some of the coaches that you played with over the years at South Dakota State. Well, my uh, my first two years uh, had. Uh, Jesus, I can't even remember the guy's name anymore, but John Gregory became my head coach when I was a junior. He was our defensive coordinator, and um, and he moved over to head coach. So, But really the coach I'd like to talk about is Denny Moeller, who was my defensive back coach for two years. I, I just love the guy. We we didn't lift a lot of weights. We ran a lot. Literally, he would take us north of Brookings in, in January, and we would run five miles back. He'd just drop us off and we'd have to run back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were in shape. I tell you, we were in shape. <laughs> uh, as the side note, Dean Pryor was the first coach. Dean Pryor, that's right. Yep. yep that's but right. but now when, when you signed, Craig Thorpe was still the head coach, right? Well, no, he was the uh, the coach before the year before I got there. Okay, gotcha. I didn't yeah. know if when you yeah. actually verbaled yeah. if Craig Thorpe was still there or if he'd yeah. left by that point or not. Yeah. So. But you mentioned Gregory. I always love to get people's thoughts because anytime you have a guy whose nickname was Diesel, it's always worth talking about. <laughs> well, I tell you what, there's a reason for that. There's a lot of times where you'd look and see and he'd be rolling on the ground on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> you never made him do that, though, right? Well, no, no, because he was when he moved over, he was more of the offensive on the offensive side. So we never had a lot to do with him. But, uh, you know, I, I can tell you, I remember a spring game we had. And it was spring practice, and he was our defensive coordinator, and he was just happened to be. I was a safety at that time, so he was just happened to be. And I had it on film. I just ran in there. I didn't even see him. I just like ran over and put him in the pile. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go over, Charlie? Well, you know what? At that time, he loved it. He said, hey, this is great. <laughs> 
Tell me about playing at Coughlin Alumni Stadium. What was the experience like? Well, you know what? Uh, when I go start back when I first went to Brookings, I mean, Brookings was a small town, and there were a lot of streets that weren't even paved yet. Uh, so when I got out there, I thought, gosh, this is uh, this is different. And then seeing Coughlin Alumni Stadium, which was a we had to get to from our like Brown Hall where we stayed, there were like married student houses, like Quonset buildings and stuff there where the hyper center is now sure so we'd have to walk through there all the way up and like you know coughlin was sitting out there on the north side of perkins and you know out in, in in the boondocks and the wind but uh i remember the, the thing i remember about coughlin stadium is is running the steps we ran that was our condition and and, and now like before they took it down gosh when i went out there to watch the game I could hardly get to the top of the stadium without being out of breath, but we used to run steps over and over again. And, and, uh, so, and it's it just that those evergreen trees to the North, uh, I mean, I still remember them and, uh, you know, it was a fun experience. I will not like it is nowadays. Yeah, No, certainly not. <laughs> and I definitely will not put myself in your exact shoes, but having carried radio gear up and down those steps a number of years, I do recall the exact number of steps. Do you? Oh yeah, yes. Well, I, I can. Well, I can tell you what I did it so many times I should know it by heart. But uh, I know that once they got to the top, they got steeper. I do know that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it just didn't feel that way. There were there were 37 rows and there were two steps per row. Oh yeah. Well, I know they were small or short steps. Yes. I remember that. But, yes. Uh, that that was always the. The thing dragging the gear up was I was always worried that you'd short a step. I don't know how you guys would run up and down it like that. I always admired the athletes. Well, running up wasn't bad, but you had to worry about coming <laughs> down. That was <laughs> that was the tough part. Hey. You know, you're talking about carrying that stuff up. I have to go back to Norm Hilson was our you know our announcer back sure. then for WNX and stuff like that. I just love the guy. We used to have a great time. He, he he was such a, a great person. Norm was one, you know, I never got a chance to meet him. He died in 1990 when I was five years old, but uh, uh-huh. certainly heard so many stories. And Jerry Oster, who plays such a significant yeah. role to yeah. this day with the network, you know, Jerry worked with Norm for over a decade on football broadcast for SDSU. Give me your perspective. You mentioned a little bit. What was Norm like? Well, I tell you what, Norm was, well, I, the side of I saw him, and I mean, he would, uh, he would make you feel comfortable. He was a joke. I mean, he, he just joked. I mean, he had, he was a talker. He, he, he enjoyed life. And what I, I guess what I, what I'd have to say, he just did. <laughs> Everything I've heard, he was an entertainer and a very personable individual. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Of all the guys you played with, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but one of, if not the best teammate, as far as performance on the field, Les Tuma's got to rank right up there, right? Yeah. Les, what I, I, my senior year, I, I was fortunate to be, captain with Les and Jim Decker and Randy Roth. But uh, yeah, he was, he was one of those hard nose. I shouldn't I'm say this, not blowing, you know, that was coming out of his nose, ran the ball 40 times a game. And he was just a fantastic. I mean, I love the guy. Yeah. The one, I don't know if I want to say cloud, but when you played, it was kind of a downtime for Jackrabbit football because they had the great success in the 60s, would go on to a lot of success in the late 70s into the 80s. But for whatever reason, during your time, it just didn't all come together. No, we, uh, well, we jokingly said, I think my, it was my junior, no, my sophomore year, that we actually sometimes punted on for, on third down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Things just didn't work out. Mm. We had good, great people. You know, you, you can look back at it. And I look back at it. I go, you know, we should have been better than what we were. But when I, when I went out there, my sophomore year was the first year that they had a winning record since that the early 60s. And we were 500, I believe, or something. That was, you know, that to them, that was, you know, amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> and I was used to winning in high school. I, I just, it was a little different for me. You still keep in contact with the guys you played with? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, quite a few of them. We have a 70s reunion every year. Verge Polak, I have to bring his name up. Great, yeah. great individual. He organized that, and he was in our, and my wife and I, our wedding, and so he's a still good friend of ours today. He's one of the all-time Jackrabbits. Nobody's better with the uh, the alums in that 70s group than Verge. Yeah, yeah. and what I really like about Verge is he was one of those guys, and I, and I coach football here in high school now, and, and the kids that I really appreciate are those ones that necess- don't necessarily get on the field or play a lot, but they're, they're part of the team. They bring the team up, and that's what Verge was. He was the life. He was the life of that team. I mean, just love the guy, and he goes on to, you know, to great things in South Dakota. So he, he just, I guess, I can't bring his name up enough. I want to ask what it's like to have a son follow in your footsteps and play in the same program that you played in because Dallas went through the Jackrabbit program. Tell me about that experience and watching him wear the yellow and blue. Well, I tell you what, I, I'm really happy that he did that. And and one thing I remember is, is his junior and he was hurt his redshirt freshman year. He was starting to play and he got, he had a really serious injury, which affected the rest of his career. But his junior year, he led the team in sacks. He's a little bigger than I was, of course, but, <laughs> but he, and, and my junior, I led the team in interceptions. So, and, and we ran, had the same number. So, you know, I was really proud of him. I really am today. <laughs> <laughs> and you two traveled to Frisco together, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes, what was that did. like? Well, that was fun. And I, my, my grandson went along and, and Dallas's wife went along and we had, we had a lot of fun that we, I enjoyed that. It's just you know, I just remember that first series and, you know, quarterback getting hurt and stuff like that. But it was, it was, you know, it's one of those experiences you never forget. Where are you now? I, where am I at, at home here at where no. I live now? Y- y- yes. For, for those that don't know, where do you live? I, I live in Jackson, Minnesota. I just retired from farming a couple of years ago. I still coach high school football. I've done that for 23 years now. I officiated high school football for quite a few years before that. And, uh, and just happened to be last night. We just won our state court final game. So we get to play in the U S bank next weekend. So that'll be fun. No, congratulations. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. I was headed in that direction. Yeah. I didn't realize you officiated football though, for a while. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, that I had a lot of fun, but farming, it, it made it hard. I mean, my dad was, he, he was a hard worker and, it was hard to get off work at three or four in the afternoon and, and go officiate. But, you know, I could just get away and, for, and forget about farming for an, for an evening and, and enjoy, you know, officiating. So what were, were you uh, the referee, the umpire? What were you? I was the uh, line judge. Line judge. Side judge, yes. Gotcha. Yes. So you got to be right on the sidelines and get an earful every Friday. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's everybody threw a flag out there in the middle of the field. I was the one that got blamed for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm betting you've become a much better official now that you're back in coaching. Oh, yes. And, and the thing is, yeah. Well, the thing is, is what I really believe that every coach should officiate for a few years. 
They really should. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. we officiate sometimes in the booth, and we've yet to miss a call, Charlie. <laughs> well, I, yeah. <laughs> but you're always right well, on. That's I what do. I'm saying. I mean, we've yeah. got it. We've got it. Uh, but uh, but you mentioned retiring from farming. You're still involved, though. I mean, the, you were out in the field some earlier this uh, month, weren't you? Yeah, I I got a young uh, young person that I help farm. He farms okay. some of my ground here and stuff like that. I still do the same thing. You know, I don't tell my wife that I go up and top the green bins at three in the morning and and check on the dryer and things. But, uh, <laughs> but so I still much do for being thing. retired, Charlie. <clears throat> well, that's true. I mean, between farming and and trying to get the football practice and getting this and that, it keeps him busy. What has it meant to you to watch this program? We mentioned Frisco a little bit. What's it meant to you to see the progression of this program from, as you said, when you were playing a 500 year was a heck of a year, to now a perennial national championship contender, the number one team in the country, and all those accolades? Well, first of all, I mean, it takes a lot of people, but I, you know, Stig, Coach Stig is just amazing. You know, I, I, I've loved the guy from day one. He was a Coached my son, you know, he taught him, I mean, he, he, my son was, loved the guy too. So I always thought that he, if he would have been a, he, he could have been a minister. He was he's such a nice guy, you know, and he's brought that program so far. You know, I just, in a hometown, I mean, you know, a South Dakota guy. And, and uh, so, I mean, that's why I, John Sigelmeyer to me, I just love the guy. So what's next for Charlie Clark's scene? What what's to come here in the years ahead? Well, I hope to continue, like I said, hope to continue coaching uh, here in high school, and I do coach some uh, basketball in the wintertime, so that keeps me busy. Um, I hope to keep farming, retired farming. I I just I now I've got a grandson that's in the really in the football and hockey. Oh, we're in the hockey now too. So we, have to, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a different sport in itself, but, uh, but I'm, I hope to, you know, to go watch them play and my granddaughter too, she's in hockey. So I hope to go see my grandkids and my kids and, and, and they're not far away. Two of them live in the cities and one of them is in Mankato, just North of us here. So we're fortunate on that. Well, Charlie, I sincerely appreciate the time. It's nice to to finally chat here beyond just a, an email or or a text message here or there, and uh, and certainly appreciate you taking a stroll down memory lane with me and reliving uh, what uh, happened during your time and some of the great moments in Jackrabbit football lore. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want when I finished here, I just wanted to say that you know going my memories of South Dakota State. There are three things that I was thinking that really come to mind, and you know the first one was being able to play football and meet friends, a lot of friends that I still have. The second one was the education I got. But the first one, I really have to say this, is I met my wife out there for 47 years now. So <laughs> that was probably number one. That's a good decision to rank it that way, Charlie. Yeah, You're yeah, a smart yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie, thank you for your time. Well, I tell you what, and I tell you what, I just want to, I hope to hear a lot more, uh, you know, touchdown jackrabbits, okay? <laughs> hey, that's not on me, okay? okay? I can only describe what happens in front of me, Charlie. I can officiate with the best of them, but I can't call the plays. Okay, well, <laughs> if, if, if you have to leave the booth, you can always get them going out in the field. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. You bet. Thank you, Taylor.